Welcome to Gin and Topic. Woo! We are here for another series. Yep, another one. Just keeps happening. Just keeps going. It does. And so we got loads of gins. Oh yeah, tons of gin. Tons of gin. Tons of experts. Yeah. Tons of topics. Well, and that's the thing, you see. Give us a gin. Talk to anyone. We will. Mm. We will talk to anyone about anything. So yeah, we're going to talk to a ton of people about loads of stuff over gin. And I'm going to make rude comments while we do it to stay on brand. (laughs) And you never know, we might actually learn some stuff. We might even remember stuff. (laughs) Oh, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Hello. Oh, you're very cheery. I am. It's time for gin. I'm always cheery when it's time for gin. Um, and I'm excited by this gin. This mm. gin is really interesting. I'm not excited by You're not this excited. gin. No. Mm. Well, we'll see. Mm. We'll talk about that in a minute. Right, we're drinking this gin with Kaushik Hati. Okay. And Kaushik is currently working as a machine learning AI scientist at the University of Dundee in Scotland. AI freaks me out. Well, that is our topic for the week. Oh, God. Okay. Do you think of connect AI with proteins? No. No. Because until six months ago, he was working at the Cambridge University on proteins. Um, So he contributes to developing and discovering new drugs against several diseases. Right. Okay. That's good. We like that. Nice. So... There's the connection of protein data and AI mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and even before Cambridge, he was in India doing a PhD in computational biophysics. Mm. No idea what that is. Lovely. Well done. Computational mm. computers, biology you and can physics. Keep those Whoa. Yeah. Lots of things no. all together. Um, he's also he's so he's been in the biotech industry for bonkers. Uh, A long time. And our topic is artificial intelligence. Mm. Now, you know you said it freaked you out. Oh, God, here we go. What's the question? Tell me. Is it good or bad? Now, of course, all I keep thinking of is humans. Yeah, exactly. Humans. And I should mention, I have just woken up from a nap. So this is going to be a lot to get my brain around. Yeah, at least you're not going immediately from this for a nap because you mm. might have really interesting deep dreams. That's true. Yeah. But I don't think we're talking about AI like humans, no, like no. artificial no, no, no. intelligence no. pretending or Maybe more masking. like Siri. More like Siri? Yeah. Yeah. And how we use Siri to help with drugs, I don't know, apart from if you say Siri find drugs in near me no doesn't work okay we're gonna gloss over that point um <laughs> the gin okay so the gin oh, so dear listeners i am scared right um Kaushik doesn't like gin that's fine but he really wanted to come on the podcast that's nice we like that and he much prefers drinking beer my least favourite drink in the world. And, you know, I get a little bit excited when somebody says they don't like gin or they don't know what gin to drink. Mm -hmm. So I went on a little Google. I can see that. It didn't take long until immediately I found a brewery Mm -hmm. in Nottingham called the Castle Rock Brewery who, in lockdown, 
right at the beginning when all the pubs were throwing away all their beer, mm-hmm. they went, we're not chucking this stuff away. Instead, we're going to turn it into gin. The smell puts me off. Beer puts me off. I'm put off. Okay. So you're put off. I'm really, um, can't think of the right word. Intrigued? No, yeah, I'm intrigued. Um, But also, I just feel that they're fabulous for not throwing their Yeah, I like that. I like that. The problem is, as much as I like it, doesn't mean I'm going to enjoy drinking it just because of that. That's very true. And because you don't like beer and you're probably not going to enjoy drinking it, I couldn't resist it because they also did a beer liqueur. So I've got that as well. And apparently it's really good for making tiramisu. So we're going to do that as well. But the beer gin we have... And the beer gin, this is their winter edition because they Bill did bodied the beer. blackberries, herbal notes and a hint of orange. Yeah. So they did the beer gin and everyone went, whoa, we want this. So they then suddenly had to make more and more and they have continued producing gin and now this is their winter. And we are having it with um, fever trees refreshing like Mediterranean tonic and some like dried orange peel? Dried orange peel. Yeah. Yes. Nice and festive. Do you want a bit more tonic in there? It's quite quite ginny, that one. It smells a little bit like a blackberry pie. Oh, nice. But not in a nice way. Oh, right. Okay. Should we try it? Chin chin. Up. <laughs> oh. Well, it does smell like blackberry beer. It tastes like something I would drink at the apple. And the Apple, for anyone who doesn't live in Bristol, is a cider bar mm. in Bristol that does lots of different gins. It's fine. This is not the Apple, the gin. The gin is fine. Would I go out of my way to get it? No. No, it's not incredibly complex, is it? No. It, it doesn't have like all that dry gin type stuff. It's like, it's again, it's a bit more like an alcoholic pop. Pop. So we've got a pop drink and a coffee beer liqueur. Mm. Now, it'll be interesting to see what Kaushik thinks of it because he doesn't like Because he might like this. We don't know. So let's let him in. And hello and nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And have you got a gin? It's right here. (laughs) Thank you very much, by the way. Look at your little bottles. Oh, I appreciate that as well. Gin in a wine glass. Correct way to do it. (laughs) By the way, you know, I don't remember when I had gin last time. So... You have to tell me what to do with this. Is it just mix it? <laughs> mix okay. It so, well, the question is, have you got any tonic to mix with your or gin? Or lemonade. Or, yeah. I might have lemonade. I have to go and get from the fridge. That's cool. Go for it. <laughs> it is quite nice. Again, because it's like that slightly sweeter Sweet, pop yeah. type yeah. gin, it actually works quite nice as a neat winter warmer. I don't think be drinking too much. It has got a funny smell, hasn't it? It does. Like a pub carpet. Yeah. That's what it smells like. I have a lemonade. <laughs> Perfect. Hey. So the clear bottle that you have is the gin. Throw it in. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, if you put that one in the glass and then add some of that lemonade. 
I'd add most of that lemonade. Would you add most? I'd add, add most, most of that. Of that well, maybe just pour it in with the lemonade. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's just quantity. Yeah. I'd say yeah, that's there. good. That's yeah, good I'd go. Get. Yeah. Stop with there. Stop with there, and then have okay. a taste. And then if it's too strong, you can always add a little more. <laughs> At least the name beer in the gin makes me happy. Yeah. I'm yet to taste it though. <laughs> so have a try of the gin. I'd be really intrigued as to what you think. Cheers. 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 It's so confusing to me. We think it tastes like, I don't know, a blackberry pop. Yeah. I'm not able to taste anything except lemonade. <laughs> 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 Honestly, that might be for the best. <laughs> the taste doesn't really, so there dry. isn't much there. No. Can I try this one? Because I'm yeah, intrigued. Yeah. Should we try that? I'm, I'm going to do it. Okay, so we've got some glasses for the beer liqueur. I'll pour you some tea. Oh, look, it's not that brown when it pours. Oh, it's actually quite sort of, yeah, you can barely see it. Okay, so the other one is the liqueur. I have an empty glass now here. Perfect. Mm. It smells like alcohol and alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's like coffee and alcohol. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, coffee. yeah, it is. It's just it coffee. is coffee. That's yeah. basically an espresso martini. It is. Yeah. 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 Yes. With a bit of caramel at the end. I quite like that. That's quite I quite nice. like that. <laughs> if you like coffee, you'll like that. <laughs> I've got a big fan of coffee in the sorry. I love it. So we haven't won you over to gin. Yeah. But we've had um, an experience. We've had an experience. You can all, always crack open a, a can of ale instead if you'd prefer. That's okay. I, I will stick to the gin, which uh, tastes like lemonade. So. Perfect. Absolutely that's, that's ideal. Fine. Just don't drink too much of it. Well, you well, can. You can. You only got a little bottle. Yeah, but yeah, we shouldn't. It is the kind that you could drink very easily and then fall over. Maybe for you. I don't well, think only I very easily to. because it doesn't really taste too much of anything. But this is the problem. I like the taste of gin. I know. So I could drink gin very easily. And yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. We do anyway. like. But anyway. Off the alcohol. So we can drink and enjoy whilst we're talking about AI. And okay. you can now enjoy drinking your drinks and listening to us as we divulge how much we know about AI and what we think as to whether it's good or bad. Okay. Yes. <laughs> In answer to the question, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, right, so what do we know about AI? I know of films which have AI in. Yeah, so we, well, we love the TV programme Humans. Yes, and I watched series. Ex Machina. Tremendous. Oh, yes, that was fabulous, wasn't it? Lovely bit of AI in I there. Yeah, so we, yeah. we have we have lots of, a, yeah, the sort of AI science fiction knowledge, yes. which is probably not very true. real, realistic. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that kind of stuff. That, so that's so AI and therefore a lot of it being AI being bad or at least or, scary. Or complicated, complicated because humans, there was good, but there was also the issue of some of them were sentient. Yeah. And therefore the threat to human yes. life, jobs. Yes. Yeah. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, having affairs with your being, robot. Yeah. Being stronger and able to kill you. 
Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh-huh. And then you've got sci-fi fiction constantly telling us that robots will... Kill us all. Take over the world. That's fine. Yeah. I have no plans, so they might as well. Yeah. And so that whole becoming sentient. Yeah. But I don't feel like that's actually... Realistic? No. I kind of think there must be a lot of what you would call AI going on in our world all the time that we don't even know about. Yeah. Yeah. Um and there was something in there was something in the news recently wasn't there about um AI being used to detect dementia? Sure, something there like probably that. was. Quicker I than have no humans. idea. No idea. Generally speaking, when I hear AI, I assume it's going to get sciency, and therefore my brain kind of goes la 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 because I'm not very good at understanding the sciency stuff most of the time. And I think you're right in saying, is it good or bad? Yes, could be neither, could be both. Who knows? Because I think it's like a with great. Power comes great responsibility. Did you just Spider-Man? I did Spider-Man you. <laughs> but okay. I think it's that kind of thing. In the right hands, AI could be really good. Who's in the right hands then, Sarah? Well, I, d- I don't know. Do so I'm assuming that we know next to nothing. Yeah. Yes. Good. Excellent. Yeah. Good place to start. And especially if we were looking at it in drug use. I have no use. idea how AI no would help idea. in that Not a clue. at all. No. No. <laughs> so that is what we know. Fantastic. It's a good, great place to start. <laughs> <laughs> so I think maybe you need to start with telling us what AI actually is because it isn't humans. Yes. So uh, AI is abstract like love. So if you ask me what is love, it depends on, you know, whom you are asking, when you are asking me, what kinds of love, you know, am I you know, in love with my partner, my dog, uh, you know, my curry, which I really love, by the way. So, you know, so yeah. yeah and you love gin. You love gin, but not this gin. No, there you go. It's different straight away. So, yeah. So yeah, is like that. There is no consensus between experts as to what, is actually defined as AI. However, uh, you know we still use AI as a, as a you know very generic way, just like the way you you say love. It is all context dependent. But but AI can be imagined as a big box inside which there are two smaller boxes, one inside another. So if AI is this big box, uh, and then there is another box inside AI called machine learning. Right. And there is another box inside machine learning, uh, which is called deep learning. Okay. Okay, now I've heard the term deep learning and that often Well, I'm glad you have because I haven't. Well, it's often connected with bad things. (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) Yeah, so so there's this big box, which is AI, and there is a smaller box inside it called machine learning. And then there is uh, deep learning. And it's primarily because of deep learning that that AI is being driven nowadays. Like, you know, it's it's in the news uh, for all good reasons most often, but sometimes bad reasons as well uh, uh, about uh, how uh, deep learning is uh, doing our jobs 
more efficiently, easily, and, uh, and quickly. So yeah, I mean that is why what I thought was we would we can stick to machine learning because uh, I, I have few reasons to say so. Uh, AI is too abstract. Like I, as you already said, uh, uh, some of the movies that you are quoting uh, were also science fi But one of the very you know very exciting AI science fiction that I have watched is Her. I don't know if you have watched it. H E R. Her. No. Oh, it's a fantastic movie. You know, it's it's a it's a okay. bot. It's a bot. I'm, I'm like, noting it down. We'll watch that later. <laughs> oh, you should you should definitely watch it. You know, wherein the hero uh, uh, falls in love with a uh, AI machine. Like it's. It's when I say machine, it's just a it's just a voice. Ah, it's just a voice which is intelligent voice. Wow. Uh, yeah, and, and it's it's fantastic. It's a it's a very very deep uh, uh, emotional movie. It's a drama, by the way. You know, this uh, yeah. there's no action of any kind, uh, but yeah. but the, the 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 sense and the seriousness of this movie, you know, is uh, is very immense. So yeah, so so when I say AI, this there are several things that can pop up like. You know, you might be using uh, AI right now in your house. Are you using Alexa? Do we have an Alexa? No, we did have an Alexa, but we didn't like the fact that Alexa was listening to everything, so we got rid of Alexa. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, actually, it wasn't really that because there's nothing really to listen to. No. But it just didn't, didn't do it for didn't us. Didn't gel with the it family. Didn't. But we <laughs> okay. use we use Apple Watches and phones, so I'm always talking yeah. to Siri. Yeah, I mean, by the way, yeah, I, I don't have Alexa either, but you know, most people are uh, very familiar with uh, the, you know, Alexa. So when I say AI, the, these are some of the things that come to our mind, like driverless cars, and uh, of course, you know, health, uh, you know, drug discovery industry, and you know, medicine, etc. But the inner box, which is uh, inside AI, the, the machine learning, which which actually holds all the tools and techniques, uh, which drives AI. So when I say tools and techniques, the the all the math, the science, uh, mm-hmm. all the algorithms, these are all you know all the core concepts where all the ex- experts can easily agree upon comes from machine learning. So uh, we can we can probably stick to machine learning when I whenever I say AI today, uh, I I would probably be referring to machine learning. Anything that is that is that is often referred to as AI. Uh, would be underneath using machine learning techniques of some mm-hmm. kind. And machine learning is basically the machine learning. Yes. I, I, just, I mean, it's a yeah. silly question, no, yeah, but that yeah. is literally yeah. what it means. The machine learns and carries on whatever process because it's learning from what it's done before. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're teaching machine to learn some of the things. Mm-hmm. Like Alexa learns what music you like so that when you can say, play me some music, Alexa can play you something you're probably going to like. Well, and so then machine learning is is in all sorts of things in terms of the internet, in advertising, in mm-hmm. uh, Waterstones telling you what books you're going to like. Yeah, they're very good at that. Twitter and the algorithm as to what yeah. posts that you see or yeah. don't see mm-hmm. and when you are, the weirdest one is when you're there thinking, you've thought maybe I'd buy a new bed and you haven't told anyone. And then the next thing you see an advert for a bed. Yes. Yes. This is absolutely true. You know, it's all about personalization. Like, you know, uh, if you are, you know, if you have, you have observed uh, Netflix, uh, they mm-hmm. even change the thumbnails of the movies or series, depending on. Yes. Uh, be- between people, you know, it could be, be different between both of you. Depending yeah. on- and I only became aware Weird. of this because 
hands up, I will admit it. I was a Twilight fan. <laughs> and I found out that there was like all these different thumbnails on Netflix that I had never seen because people were sharing them and being like, mine looks like this. And I was like, what? Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. I never got a personalised one. I got the bog standard Aww. one, which made me sad. That is sad. You're yeah. not special. I'm not special. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, you know, because uh, YouTube has uh, recognised me as uh, Indian, mm. they keep bombarding me with all possible uh, Indian restaurants near where I live. <laughs> but the one thing that they have not realised until today is that I'm a vegetarian. So, you know, <laughs> so whatever they bombard me with is usually, you know, meat and meat products, which anyway I'm not interested in. So, <laughs> Probably they will know it from today because I've explicitly told this to, to you. <laughs> You've just told them I'm vegetarian. They'll go, ah, oh, we messed up. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So in in this way, in this way, you know, machine learning is what is used. Like uh, there are several key concepts of machine learning. Uh, like basically, how do you teach machines how to learn from the data that you have? Mm. So th- there are two, uh, you know, broad categories. Uh, uh, one is called supervised learning. Another is called unsupervised learning. So uh, again, these are all jargons, but we will try to, let's see if we can uh, demystify this. So unsupervised learning is wherein you just give some of the data and let the computer or whatever it is, figure out how to learn from this, you know, what, what uh, what sense to make of this. So this is unsupervised learning. even before going to unsupervised learning, there are something called algorithms. So I would want to know what you think is algorithm. Probably mm-hmm. that's 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 your key concept to start. Um, algorithms. What do we think is an algorithm? Once again, I would like to remind everybody that I failed my maths GCSE, so I am the wrong person to ask here. However, I will make a very uneducated guess. We love uneducated Excellent. guesses. Algorithms program things through mm-hmm. maths. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, algorithm. Mm-hmm. You can't ask Siri. Siri, define <laughs> algorithm. <laughs> Cheeky. Algorithm means a process or oh. set of rules to be followed in calculations or other problem-solving operations especially by a computer. Okay. Well, that was cheating, first of all. But it doesn't make any sense either. No, it didn't help me. It didn't help me. So a set of rules is what I heard that I understood. It's like, if A is this, then you do that. that. Like a choose your own adventure. Like a choose your own adventure book. Yeah. Putting it in terms so I can understand. So you come to a decision, are you going to open the green door or the red door? If you open the red door, that's when the dragon comes out. But if we open the green door, then you go to the next chapter. Nice. Is that nice. an algorithm? Okay, I, I, I will just keep it on hold. I have another question. Uh, do you, any of you do any kind of baking? Yes, oh. I love to bake. <laughs> yeah, do, Look do at you, those eyes. Have you ever baked a cookie? Yes, I baked a cookie. So what do you do when, you know, if I give you all the ingredients, what do you do with uh, all the ingredients? Well, you have to put them together, but in the right way and with the right amounts, because if you put like too much flour in, you'll get a very different cookie to if you put too much butter in. Did that help at all? 
Yes, you are you are basically telling me a recipe. Yeah. Is that, is that right? Yeah, recipe is an algorithm. Okay. Okay, <laughs> recipe is an algorithm. So step by step in terms of here are the ingredients. Exactly. You you have to follow a certain uh, uh workflow in a particular order. Like you know if you have to keep uh, in the oven which is preheated, you know, you have to make sure it is preheated and keep yeah. it for some certain amount of time and then you know you have to mix it in some order. Mm-hmm. By the way, I have never baked a cookie, you know. <laughs> I know algorithms but not cookies, you know, baking cookies. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, I could be wrong about the recipe part, but but yeah, that's the that's the point that uh, mm. uh recipe is uh, is a perfect analogy for uh, algorithms. And so then depending on how cuz you can have the same ingredients, but depending on how you put it together depends on what you get at the a- outcome. Yes. Boom. <laughs> yes, and, and I'm, I'm sure you would agree that there are hundreds of different kinds of recipes to make a cookie. Oh my yeah. God, so many, yeah, yeah. so many. Yes, similarly, there are hundreds of, hundreds of different kinds of algorithms to do anything. Uh, even if you are, if you have to reach a same endpoint, like you know, it, for example, if it is just for cookie, you have hundreds of algorithms. So yeah. if you want to do pattern matching to change the thumbnails of your. Uh, uh, Netflix. The Twilight on Netflix. Yes, Twilight yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then there are hundreds of different algorithms that can be used to achieve this. Mm. So it's the uh-huh. same endpoint, but you have several options. And and you know, if, for example, if if you don't have a particular uh, ingredient, uh, let us say you want mm-hmm. to make a chocolate uh, chips cookie, mm-hmm. but I, if I don't provide a chocolate chip, can you still use the same recipe? Oh well, well you it could, depends. but it wouldn't be a chocolate chip. It cookie. wouldn't be the same, and you and you might have an issue with needing more flour because of the amount of dry ingredients True. going into it. Exactly. So this is the point. So uh, there is there is no single right way of doing uh, anything in AI, but there mm. are innumerable wrong ways of doing. <laughs> For example, so if you if you you know if you don't preheat the oven. And mm-hmm. keep the cookie for just the, you know whatever amount of time, mm-hmm. then the cookie might be unbaked. Yeah. Or you know if you don't ho- you know if you don't have a actual oven but use a microwave oven, then the recipe the recipe that you are following is not meant to be you know, mm-hmm. for uh, yeah. microwave oven. Then 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 everything you know you would not get cookie at all. Yeah. So yeah. there are so, so that, I mean even even with just making cookie there are innumerable ways of going wrong so uh, uh this way uh, algorithm is like this like uh, there are several ways mm-hmm. there are several ways of uh, uh, doing the same thing uh, mm-hmm. and then there are many ways of repurposing the same algorithm like uh, mm-hmm. if for example as as onia was just telling uh, if there is uh, you can use the same recipe but you might have to slightly alter the ingredients if the chocolate chips is not there Mm-hmm. You can still use the same recipe. You you will get a slightly yeah. different endpoint, but as long as you are happy with it, that's fine. Yeah. So so you know if 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 I want to ask you that, can you get me the best cookie ever possible? Or ra- rather, if you ask me, can I get mm. the best cookie ever possible? Then the question that I will ask you is, can you wait for hundred years? Because you know, <laughs> <laughs> because you know for for an, for a person of my you know nature, I might. Try all the all the possible ways of you know understanding all the recipes, which mm-hmm. is not really you know practical. Mm, the, yeah. So so the next question is: there are hundreds of different ways of doing something, you know, baking for example. But then, w- what is the time limit you have? Mm, How yeah. quickly can you do something? Like mm-hmm. uh, if I want to personalize the thumbnails for you, 
uh, obviously uh, i want to achieve it in a second or microsecond no yeah. i can't keep you waiting when you go to netflix for another one hour just so i i give you the perfect personalized mm-hmm. thumbnails mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah so so this is uh, this is you know this is all about algorithms so there are several kinds uh, you can use the same algorithm and slightly with uh, with different endpoints so there are you know, several ways of mixing and matching just like we do with recipes Mm-hmm. And so then it's about creating the right algorithm for what you what the endpoint is. Yeah, so so uh let us say I want to go on a holidays in Scotland. So let us say I want to uh, visit 10 places in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And now I know I want to plan my journey. Mm-hmm. How would you do it if you were to do this? Oh, you don't want to ask me. I'm an over planner. We'll be here for the whole episode of me just listing how I'd plan that. I'd ease easy. Go on. Yeah, immediately look at where are all the places I'm going to eat. Oh, yeah, that is typically where planning it. And then plan the level, route around all the places maps. I'm eating. Yeah. I get my phone out, I look at my maps and I go, here's the first postcode I've got. Bing bang bang. Bosh. And then you plan the route as to which is the next nearest place that yeah. you want to go mm-hmm. with all the things that you want to achieve so that you then do that circular route or whatever back to where you're going to come from because the last thing you want to do is to start zigzagging, zigzagging. across yeah. and waste yeah time and fuel exactly so so you know it it all depends on what you are trying to achieve so just because we have algorithms just because we have, we, we have a data problem or mm-hmm. or something that we want to achieve that doesn't mean we will get a solution which you know which is perfect in fact most mm. often there is no perfect solution there's only optimal solution i can i can give an example which you know from from my recent experience uh, i wanted to visit a a a, a town uh, mm. which is north east of where i'm living you know we, we are we are in dundee right now i wanted to visit uh, stonehaven mm-hmm. it's it's a very nice place there's a cliff there is a castle uh yeah i wanted to drive what i did was i i wanted to plan my journey i'm new to scotland i used uh, google maps like most of us use yeah. and it it provided me a, a route which is shortest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it is not the most beautiful yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, because i knew this already i did not know i did not go with whatever google had to offer mm-hmm. yeah because the shortest it will take probably about one and a half hours but the, the the longest one is the road which goes right next to the sea there are so many beautiful mm. places to see and i we stopped all over and it took about about 4 hours for us to reach reach there yeah. but the point is you know i was not in a hurry yeah mm. Mm. and i i actually wanted to go and see the scenery you know i was not not in a hurry so if i were to you know use google maps and just mm. stick to whatever it had to offer then i would i would have completely missed the point of having a drive next to the sea and enjoy the scotland mm, mm. so so even if an algorithm has to offer you a solution it need not always be right mm. as humans we have to understand whether this solution is you know uh, agreeable to us or not mm. you know just mm. because algorithm has to say something to you it doesn't necessarily always yeah. uh, be correct yeah. and of course algorithms has got a bit of a bad name from the press of a level and gcse results with the pandemic and Ooh, yeah. marking them based on an algorithm which then meant that 
a lot of people didn't get the places mm-hmm. at university that they should have done because yeah. it wasn't the right outcome and they had to change everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this is another you know, very key area. I, I think we can come back to it after a couple of, you know, couple of minutes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I don't want to get, you know, jump into the muddy waters of uh, <laughs> of uh, the bad uh, AI or algorithms uh, mm-hmm. to start with. Uh, but I, I, I will definitely come come to this because it is necessary. Make a uh, note. After. Okay. Noted. 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 Dragons behind red doors. Yeah. And so we're going A-level in- results. And we're going into the green door and we're talking about good algorithms. We are. Mm. We are. Using these algorithms, you can teach the computer different things. As mm-hmm. I said, uh, uh, there are two kinds. Uh, one is unsupervised learning, a broad category of uh, an approach as how you can teach computer. And then there is supervised learning. So unsupervised mm-hmm. learning basically means that you, you are not hand-held, you know, hand-holding computer mm-hmm. to tell, tell it something. So mm-hmm. there are, again, there are several categories, but I, I want to just emphasize on one particular category of uh, uh, methods, which is called dimensionality reduction. Sorry, say that again. Uh, dimensionality. Dimensionality. That's a word I use every day. Yeah. Reduction. 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 Okay. I use reduction because I like to cook. So I'll reduce a red wine into a jus. That's my reduction. <laughs> Dimensionality just makes feel like, um, you know, in Harry Potter, when he throws down the flu powder and instead of saying yeah, diagonally, yeah. he goes diagonally. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it makes Dimensionality. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. Okay. Come on then. Tell us what this is. So, so I, this is another jargon uh, about uh, dimensionality reduction. So the it is a jargon. Basically what it means is when you go from you know, what happens when you go from higher dimension to lower dimension? You know, dimension itself could be jargon, but, you know, dimension means like 3D is a dimension, three dimensions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We all exist in 3D. Mm-hmm. What, hap- what happens to us when, you, when we go from 3D to 2D? 2D mm-hmm. is what happens on a flat screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for example, what happens to a football, which is 3D, mm-hmm. uh, uh, on a screen, which is basically its shadow? Mm-hmm. the football becomes a circle so if if it is uh, a cube then its shadow will become a square mm-hmm. so so this this is dimensionality reduction it is you know it is one of one of the very very common things uh, all machine learning tools and all ai things mm-hmm. does because it speeds up calculations very quickly and you can also identify patterns in the data very quickly if you do this Mm-hmm. You know, for example, even if even if you don't see the scissors, but just by looking at the shadow, you can you know, uh, immediately identify you know, uh, a pair of scissors. Even yeah. if I were to show just the shadow and not actually the scissors. Yeah, yeah. So this is yeah, this is true. Whenever you do you know go from three D to two D, but you no, know, in in a, in in you know, in the real world, it can be from you know hundred dimensions to seven dimensions or you know, thousand dimensions to uh, six dimensions which is which is what uh, we usually do and so it's then a terms of simplification that yes. just makes it easier to see things because you haven't got so much stuff stuff you can exactly. say stuff <laughs> yes and it, it also speeds up calculations very very quickly yeah mm. but but there are some limitations to this you know you, you not everything is rosy for example you know if you have a shoe box mm. where in all the corners are of different lengths. How do you make a shadow of the shoe box will determine what 
what kind of shadow you get like you know is it a square is it a rectangle of different uh-huh. sizes mm. i think you can imagine right Uh, yeah. how how do i hold this shoe box to the light yeah. so if if you if i were to look at only one shadow and not not the other then i wouldn't know uh, the actual uh, uh, 3d structure of the shoe box yeah mm-hmm. yeah and now and now i've got the images of you know those people that make their shadow art out mm-hmm. of different things that are completely un unrelated mm-hmm. and you see the shadow and you see a something and then you look at what they've created it with and it's just like that's bonkers I'm pleased that that's where your mind went. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mine was like thinking about how fast things can learn stuff about us based off our shadows, but... But I was in You were in art world, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, by the way, you're you're perfectly right. In fact, uh, I can also... I mean, I can also say another thing. Like, if if I were to show the shadow of my hand, Mm. just the shadow, you will not be able to tell whether it's a right hand or left hand. Oh. Oh, yeah, true. So, so it is not possible to say. Mm. Yeah. So when you do this dimensionality reduction, mm. you you lose some information. Yeah, yeah. So it is you know it is useful most of the time, but you have to yeah. do it in some particular order so that you mm. can get best sense of it. Mm-hmm. But it is you know routinely done all the time. So this mm-hmm. is one one of the most prominent ways of doing uh, uh, unsupervised learning. Mm-hmm. Another prominent way is called clustering. So mm-hmm. you just group, basically another jargon, basically group things together. Mm-hmm. Now, if if I were to give a bunch of animals to you, uh, so like like uh, pigeon, mm-hmm. uh, sparrow, mm-hmm. dog, and cat, mm-hmm. can you group them into two separate groups? Birds, yeah. Household pets, yeah, yeah, household pets. Yeah, it's easiest of the kind. This is this is you know this is true. So now if I if I were to add snake into the same four animals, Mm -hmm. then you know can you group it into two? You can. I think the snake could. The snake could group. The snake could group them all into his stomach. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you'd then end up with another yeah another group because you can't. A snake isn't a bird. No. But a snake could be a household pet if that was your grouping. Okay, so let's bring, it, let's bring it to the medicine. How do we use it to help us with medicine? AI is used in various categories of medicine itself. One mm-hmm. of the prominent ways uh, of using AI is uh, drug discovery, mm-hmm. wherein you discover new drugs. And the second is diagnosis. Like you just said about uh, you know uh, dementia, mm. mm-hmm. there there are so many other uh, uh, diseases which have been predicted, which is is possible to diagnose it quickly mm-hmm. uh, uh, through AI. And th- the third kind is personalized medic- medicine, mm-hmm. wherein wherein the medication itself is personalized to your needs, like your Netflix thumbnails. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. That, that's that's the analogy, you know. Yeah. So, so in the drug discovery process, uh, for for a drug to come to market, it usually takes between twenty to ten, you know, twenty to fifteen years. Mm-hmm. So, how it goes is when you you start with uh, with a with a chemi- chemical compound, which is usually drawn on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. which is basically an idea. Then somebody has to synthesize this compound, mm-hmm. and then it has to be tested on various, you know. 
cell culture, animal house, and etc. And then it has to be uh, taken to clinical trials. Mm-hmm. And then if, if it survives the entire process, then it would actually come and uh, 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 into the market. Mm-hmm. So at every stage, the AI can be used. So for example, if it is a chemical, you know, chemical uh, compound, mm-hmm. uh, a chemical compound will have some properties like, uh, you know, boiling point, melting point, etc. So mm-hmm. each of this will become a dimension. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like the way we just saw about a sphere or any other thing going from 3D to 2D, so each of these dimensions can be reduced uh, to understand or, or group things into uh, what is most interesting and what is not uh, as interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the, yeah, this is how you know unsupervised clustering can be used to categorize chemical compounds. And you know there is another kind of learning called supervised clustering. Sorry, supervised learning, wherein you you, you basically tell the computer that this is interesting, but this is not. This is mm-hmm. interesting and this is not. So if you do it often, the computer will be able to understand. And next time, whenever it sees a new compound or a dog or anything else, it will be able to immediately identify and say, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, this, you know, one is likely to be interesting and the other is not. Mm-hmm. So, so this is what is you know, supervised learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is used to classify dogs, cats and drugs as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if, if somebody has prepared hundreds of compounds uh, and some of them have been interesting, but most of them are not, then I can I can use this to feedback mm. as, as a feedback to train uh, my AI pipeline so that even before I synthesize a new compound or a new chemistry co- co- chemical compound, I can tell how likely this chemical compound is uh, to be effective mm-hmm. or useful or not. Mm-hmm. Thereby, you know, thereby this can, you know, uh, this can help us uh, filter out the failures very quickly. And that, and that's the main thing, isn't it? Is that it can do it a lot quicker than we can. Yes, it can do a lot quicker than we can. Yes. And, and uh, some of the patterns uh, can be very easily identified uh, much better using these algorithms than humans. Yeah. 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 However, you know, however, there are, there are caveats. Okay, so here's where we get into the bad side of it. <laughs> so like I said, you, know, you, you can't differentiate between right or left hand just by looking at the shadow. That's, that's one, yeah. one case. Similarly, uh, uh, for, for uh, uh, the supervised learning thing, you know, how quickly, how efficiently, efficiently the algorithm learns depends on what you are feeding the algorithm with. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, if I were to train a a, a dog classification uh, uh, algorithm. You know, if, if all my dog images are black dogs, let's say. Yeah. Uh, and then if I give all cats as uh, white cats, mm-hmm. so I, I have used these data points to train the algorithm. And whenever it sees a black cat, it will get confused because you know it has mm-hmm. the opposite color from what it has seen or learned mm-hmm. from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is, there is a bias introduced here in the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that you know, that is a very you know very nasty place to be. Mm. Uh, there is no single right way of doing it, but there are innumerable wrong ways of doing it. Mm. Mm. So bias is one such case where you know AI can be completely wrong. But if mm. you take this into account from the very beginning, you know you you can address it to a great extent. And so then you're also affected by um, human 
error, human biases for the person that's put together those algorithms that then the machine is learning from. Mm. And so then the outputs that you get are slightly skewed by whoever's created them, which again comes to that whole, is it good or bad? And it depends whose hands it's in. Mm -hmm. Yes. One factor is who is, you know, making all this use of algorithms, you know, who is developing these algorithms and who are the users. If there is a disconnect between the two, then that can also be a problem. Mm. For example, uh, uh, there was, you know, again, an, an image identification algorithm. Basically, the algorithm was trained, the AI engine was trained to identify humans in in any context, like, you know, if you are running or, you know, jumping or cycling mm -hmm. or whatever. So it was basically trained by looking at thousands and thousands or millions of human images mm -hmm. uh, from, from, you know, just from, you know, London underground or various other things. So, so that you can quickly identify how many people are there in, in a, mm. in a crowded place. So this was doing fine. But what they realized was whenever a monkey was holding a guitar, it would recognize monkey as a human. <laughs> If the guitar is not there, then the monkey is monkey. You know, it's not human. <laughs> so the, the algorithm had made made an unnecessary connection. Don't tell the monkeys. They'll find out a way to get out. They'll all, all pick up guitars and they'll be off. They'll be out. <laughs> so, yeah. So th this, this is something humans could not even, you know, anticipate as a problem. Like, you know, mm -hmm. why would, why would I as a human think monkey holding a guitar as human? Mm -hmm. But, but, you know, AI learns like this. Mm. So it can, it can do, it can go wrong in ways that we can't anticipate. So, uh, yeah, so this is, this is another kind wherein there is a disconnect between how much you can believe AI uh, is capable of doing and what it actually does. So the, the, the point I'm trying to make here is AI is not perfect, mm. but that doesn't mean it is useless. Mm -hmm. No, it, it could be, it could be not perfect and still be very, very useful. If you know how to use it in what context. In fact, every AI has a very specific context. If it is taken out of a context, it has no meaning. It has to relearn everything. You know? mm. like, uh, uh, like my son was jumping on the bed and hit his head. Uh, it's, it's a classic thing that ch children do. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, yeah, he had you know, fallen off the bed uh, and the very next weekend, we had gone to Stonehaven, uh, which, which has a beautiful cliff. Mm. He was very close, you know, we were quite close to the cliff, but he was very scared to come near the cliff mm. because he had learned that he, if he falls off the edge of a bed, he will bump <laughs> his head. Mm. And you no, know, he, had, he had also made this connection that if you fall off the cliff, you, know, mm. he, he would probably bump his, you know, your head as well as other <laughs> things. But mm. for an AI, if I had trained the AI, in such a way that it has you know, jumped off the uh, uh, bed, it has you know it has probably understood that it would hit its head, but mm -hmm. it it won't be able to make this connection unless it jumps off the cliff hundreds of times. Mm. So if if you change the context, it can it can you know it can completely fail. And so connecting that back to um, sci-fi, that you. <laughs> It, often within a sci-fi movie, you've got an AI that the algorithm will be learning something simple, but that machine learning keeps going, that it learns more and more and becomes like more human, Crazy more good. Sentient, yeah. sentient, you know, because it just keeps learning more and more stuff. But mm. what you're saying is unless you're programming it with that specific 
um, algorithm, it can't learn beyond that if it hasn't been taught it. Yeah, so this you know this is uh, yeah this is just sci-fi. That's all. I mean, at least as of it's today, it's not real. Well, good because most of those end up really badly, which which is one more mark in favor of good AI because no, that can't happen. Yeah. So it's okay. One more mark that side. In fact, uh, you know, there's a lot of research going on in this area wherein you train AI in one context and. And basically transfer uh, transfer this knowledge into another context. So this is this is already happening. A lot of research mm-hmm. is already happening, especially Google is doing. Uh, in fact, you might have also heard of uh, uh, AlphaFold. Uh, it's it's a Ooh. it's an algorithm from uh, DeepMind. It it can mm-hmm. predict three dimensional structure of proteins. Yes. Right. Now I saw that in the news. Okay, go on because you're waggling your finger, so I clearly am, you have a point to make. We had um, an episode that was all about detecting protein shapes mm-hmm. and how you can see things that are too small, and all of the machines that they were using to be able to see Shout those out shapes. To Rivka. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then um, we saw some t- not too long after that but the announcement of ai to be able to detect those protein shapes and mm-hmm. being able to they they were able to identify more protein shapes in like no time at all than had been in however many years by using that ai algorithm that's true that's true you know uh, they, they they were able to you know predict the three three dimensional structure of proteins uh, twice at least twice as better as all the previous experts mm. combined mm. Mm. so so and this was entirely ai driven so this is the you know this is the good ai so using this now they have already made their you know, code and all these uh, uh, predictions available for humans all humans to to use it for free which essentially means uh, we can use these proteins uh, to understand how human body or cells work, thereby yeah. uh, uh, our, our ability to develop better drugs has mm-hmm. tremendously improved now. Mm-hmm. So this is also another way of you know using AI in drug discovery process or just understanding how things work at, at molecular level. Mm-hmm. So in terms of drug discovery and all the drug stuff, pretty good, I would say. That's my standpoint. As long as it's given the right right information information. to learn from. Because I can imagine that if you've, for example, been teaching between, I don't know, um, a normal cell and a cancerous Mm -hmm. cell, and you've been teaching it one shape of one specific cancer, then it it wouldn't then pick, notice something else because it doesn't fit into what it's learned as the right or wrong shape. Mm -hmm. Is that right? You are nearly right. So, nearly uh, right. Nearly yeah, right so, is good. <laughs> so, so you, you know, uh, you, what what has happened here is uh, in in Deep Mind, they have trained this algorithm by looking at all the existing protein structures, which mm. you know, which people had uh, had made available in the last thirty or forty years, but uh, but there were some proteins which are simply not you know not being determined at all. Mm-hmm. There are right. some proteins which are so unique that it is nobody has uh, managed to solve the three-dimensional structure of these. Yeah. yeah. So, in specific circumstances, even the best AI from Google 
cannot predict the 3D structure. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I, it's the best we have so far, yeah. but still in certain circumstances with certain proteins, it, it can't simply predict, you know, yeah. uh, the 3-dimensional structure. So it also means that uh, it can fail. As I said, you know, it is not perfect, mm. but it's still mm. very, very useful. Like Google, mm. uh, Google Maps is not perfect, but still it's very, very useful. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I still mm. use it all the time. <laughs> Yeah. And it's convenient and it's easy and it's right there all the time. But you shouldn't follow Satnav when it says drive into a river or drive onto the train tracks because. Well, look, they were trying not to in Doctor Who, but it had taken over their car completely, Sarah. So <laughs> it wasn't true. really their fault. And That's luckily, true. the doctor was there to save them from the yeah. Atmos system. Yeah. But anyway. Otherwise then that's when you take over and go, actually... You're wrong. You're wrong. I can do this myself. It's that little bit of human intuition and guts that it's missing. Yeah. 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 Now, Civ-like brain, I knew we were going to come back to something. I remember. So it it was the evil side of AI. Yeah. So as I said, uh, whenever you take a black box approach to AI, Mm. it is a recipe for disaster. Mm. Right. So when I say black box approach, it, it's not only the person who is developing this, but also the person who is using it. Mm. Yeah. So it's always better to know what, what to expect from AI because it's all context dependent. So many, there are so many cases where AI has uh, failed spectacularly. Mm. So some, of the, you know, some of the cases that I can think of is wherein you, you, they had developed an algorithm to, uh, to, to recognize face. By, uh, which would recognize your face and open the, the mobile uh, screen mm-hmm. automatically for you. But then they found that this was systematically doing worse when a person is not of European origin. Yeah. Mm. Because of the color, because they had, you know, because, because the AI, AI was trained uh, with, you know, people who are white men or women. Mm-hmm. So it, it was simply not trained for that purpose. Yeah. Mm. And there are several such examples where, you know, uh, uh, AI has, you know, uh, gone wrong. But, you know, who, who are who is to be blamed for such a, a, a misery sort of... Mm. I would say, you know, humans are to be blamed yeah. because we, yeah. we, are, we are making this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, whether we know this or not, our bias, which is there in the you know, society, would creep into the machines. Mm. Yeah. And, and worse... We might justify objectively that you know, uh, stating that because the AI has done, uh, suggested this, I'm I'm going to uh, do this, uh, do a particular thing accordingly. Mm-hmm. You know, again, to give a context, like AI is also being used in policing, mm. you know, face recognition and various things. It was also used in UK. Uh, yeah, I think they have they they have now stopped. Uh, I am aware of uh, Durham and Kent and other places where. Yeah, it was used was used by being used to to uh, to suggest to uh, police officials as to where exactly they should concentrate their efforts. Mm-hmm. But but uh, how you know, how right or wrong this is 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 beyond my abilities. Mm. Yeah. But eventually, it was shut down because they found that there were some you know, the problems associated with it. Uh, this was especially shown uh, to be true in uh, in Los Angeles. I, I think in either Los Angeles or somewhere in California, where uh, uh, policing was uh, uh, done based on AI-driven uh, methods. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But they found that it, it was completely uh, biased because mm. of the data that it was fed with. 
Yeah. yeah. So I can imagine two things that would come in. One is the bias, like if you've if you've been doing the cat and dogs, but you've only ever been using pictures of big dogs because you don't use any of the little chihuahua toy dogs or whatever, then it wouldn't recognize a toy dog as a dog because you've never fed it that information. So that's one aspect. And therefore, possibly the human biases coming in with that, that I like big dogs, so I have lots of pictures of them. Um, But then the second one, that suddenly if a person picked up a guitar like a monkey they become something else as far as the AI would be concerned and therefore they wouldn't be able to pick it up and as you said that's something that you couldn't even plan for you're not even ready for because it's not something you would consider as a human mm. and so you yeah. I, I I can imagine that there's problems that would go in that you have based from assumptions that we would assume that the computer wouldn't make that mistake or wouldn't make that decision but a computer would because it's not human yeah it is not possible to anticipate all the possible ways ai can go wrong yeah because because as i said there are innumerable yeah yeah so that is why users you know as users we have to be aware of when to believe and what to believe Mm. don't drive Mm. into the lake yeah absolutely (laughs) don't play a game and assume your car can avoid anything that happens this to be true. on the road. That's true. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Civ like brain doing okay. Yeah, my civ like brain is doing really well. Good. Yeah. I'm impressed. I'm quite I am quite impressed. I think all my my internal algorithms are working fine. Oh god, here we go. Here's a new <laughs> excuse. My internal algorithm isn't working today. <laughs> I'm not going to buy that as an excuse from you. And I also feel quite confident that my toaster isn't suddenly going to try and kill me. That's because our toaster's a really boring toaster. But anyway. Yeah, true. (laughs) True. So what do you think? Is AI angel or evil? I I think it's murky. I think it's generally good, but I think we have to be aware as humans that... There yeah. can be problems with it. I don't think AI is good or bad. It's just I think there. it's just humans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Perfect. I agree. I agree with you. It's neither angel <laughs> nor evil. That's what I would yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it can be an amazing tool. Yeah. Um, but we have to acknowledge its shortcomings yeah. and use it properly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much. And I have to say, I haven't enjoyed the gin. I haven't enjoyed the gin. I must be honest. (laughs) In fact, there's a lot left. Sorry, beer gin. You're a great idea, but it turns out we don't love you. No. And as I kept drinking it, I kept, I did, I got turned off more and more with every sip. Well, we all had fun trying. How it. about you? <laughs> I'm liking my lemonade. I don't taste any gin at all. So. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the way to drink it's it. The way to have it. It's gin and lemonade. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Amazing. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you very much. I had great fun. Right, AI. 
Is it good or is it bad? It's neither. It's neither. It's a murky grey area. It is. AI could be brilliant. That's yeah. what I learned. It can it can save so much time. It can find yeah. things that people have never Through found. Some very complicated processes that are made much simpler if you put them in terms of Netflix thumbnails and cookies and cats and dogs. Yeah, you see, I love an analogy. Love an analogy. Love it. And brilliantly done because I understood all of those processes. Yeah. And, you know, even terms like dimensionality reduction. Oh, yeah. You can tell I haven't drunk so much gin. Um, And how it can see from those shadows and be able to make those um, predictions. But there are limitations, like it can't tell between a left hand and a right hand. It can only tell for the data that's been put into it. And if you've got biased humans... You're going to get a biased algorithm. Whether that's intentional or not. And we all have biases in us. We do. We do. And we the fact that you could think that you've done all the good stuff and you've given it and all the good And then a the monkey's going to show up holding a guitar. I know those bloody <laughs> monkeys and guitars. And then that's it. You've got a really weird result. And the monkey is able to just nip off. Do off it, it goes. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it wants to do. Well, one thing's for certain. Mm-hmm. I never want to drink beer gin again. I'm really sorry, Castle Rock, because I was yeah. really excited. You did a great thing, Castle Rock. You really did. Did do but a really, really good thing. we don't like how you taste and we will probably be giving you away. Yeah, we will. But I think I will use the beer liqueur. Definitely going to yeah. use that to make the a tiramisu. The beer liqueur was quite good. I enjoyed that. And I think yeah. if I turned it into an espresso martini type of thing... I think it would be lovely. It would be delicious. Definitely going to try one of those. But the beer gin itself... It doesn't do no, it for me, but maybe we should have done it with lemonade. We can always try it again. I'm not too keen on trying it again, though. There's no. something about that smell that I don't the want to smell again. The putting thing. I don't want to smell it again. And we've learned that and we've taken it into our algorithm and we will not be looking at beer, Jenny. That's very true. But I'm sure that that is, as usual, just us. Just us. Just us. So there we go. AI. Monkeys with guitars. Groovy. Right. See there we go. Week. See you next week. enjoyed that little episode you got to the end so hopefully you did (laughs) that's very true (laughs) well done if you'd like more content from us you can follow us on instagram you can and you'll also find our chief gin taster the gin monkey with tasting notes of all the gins that we're tasting in the series go on to instagram so it's worth following yeah yeah topic gin topic gin same on twitter same on twitter send us a little tweet yeah we're on facebook too topic gin keeping it all nice and simple and you can email us you can if you want at hello at ginandtopic.com if you click subscribe as well that would be really handy reviews tell people you to do and we'll be back next week with another episode i know and another guest and another gin yay And don't forget to join me and Emma in our new tasting room on Sunday and she can tell us all about the gin.